of Film Crickets with Jay Fortier and Chris Martineau. On this week's episode number 35, Jay, Chris, and their special guest, well, that would be me, review the 1981 NBC Friday night movie special Halloween, The Night He Came Home, featuring Michael Myers. Shall we? No, 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 not, not that Michael Myers. Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out your Film Crickets are on now. Good afternoon, good evening, good day, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another wonderful episode of The Film Crickets. I am uh, co-host Chris Martineau, along with my lifelong friend, Jay Fortier. Hey, Jay, what's happening today? Uh, not much, man. Excellent. Um, we also have our third man in the booth. We got Steve Lavoy. Say hello, Steve. Hey, what's going on? Is that, is that, a, is that a booth or a penalty box? <laughs> uh, we'll go up. Either way, you want to look at it. Um, I can dig it. He's in the box today, folks. Ah, God. Ah, God. Steve Lavoie's in the box. Um, but anyway, so this is the uh, this is the film Crickets. And uh, if you've listened to our show before, the general idea is that we look at movies from 1980 to 1999. And we determine, we watch them again either for the first time or maybe for the first time in a long time. Or maybe it's a, a fan favorite of ours. Uh, uh, but uh, we look at it and we decide whether or not it, it holds up to the test of time. Uh, uh, Jay and Steve approached the, me the other uh, the other week and said, we want to do one for the here. Uh, oh, happy Memorial Day, everybody. I'm not sure when this is going to be released, but uh, to my to my uh, co-hosts here today, happy Memorial Day. Uh, happy it's been Memorial so nice Day. outside. Uh, it's been so nice Ooh. outside. I'm sure we're all grilling in the 40 degrees and rain. Mm. But uh, when you guys approached me to do this, they said you wanted to do, we're, we're stretching it a little bit. Because right. we rewatched 1978 Halloween by John Carpenter. Uh, under mm-hmm. the umbrella of that, uh, in 1978, Halloween was a nutty success. At the time, it was the, the most profitable, low-budget movie horror movie ever until Blair Witch Project came along. At, right after it was a mega hit, NBC bought the rights to it because they wanted to put it on TV. And they didn't do that until 1981. So it was broadcast on TV in 1981. And so it kind of fit under that umbrella. And I'm like, I was so psyched to do a horror movie that I'm like, I'm in. We haven't done a horror movie, I think, since Arachnophobia. Uh, uh, no, Changeling. Oh, yeah. Changeling. I forgot about Changeling. Right. Around the same time, 1980, right? So uh, so the movie for today is Halloween. So when was the last time uh, any of you watched this movie? I'll start with you, Jay. Okay, well, first off, um, a, another aspect, it's not just because it aired on, on TV, but it was they, they actually took the crew and uh, John Carpenter, they yeah. filmed extra footage, about 12 minutes of extra footage with the right. crew from Halloween 2. Right. They made that specifically for the TV version of Halloween. So right. technically, this version with the extra footage is a 1981 mm-hmm. film. You know what I right. mean? Like it wouldn't happen without that. So technically, we still fall under that eighty to ninety nine umbrella. It's also a loophole that we chose to use Absolutely. because we wanted I to. Mean... We wanted to use it, right? But how often do we really pick the the film for ourselves? You know, very rare. Sure. Oh yeah. So and and I know Steve. I know I, I will answer your question in a second. Uh, I know Steve has a funny story about his origin of being introduced to this. I have a story. It's not quite as funny, but it's really, you know, it, it, this movie means a lot to me from growing up. So I, I would say probably, I don't know, like five years probably since I've seen it in full, maybe, maybe a little longer though. It's very, I've seen it so often in my life that it's, it's kind of burned in there. Now I would say before either of us get to our stories, I, I would uh, actually like to ask you, uh, Chris, 
if you wouldn't mind. Well, after after you do the uh, the rundown of what it's all about uh, from yep. the IMDb, but maybe like how this entered your life, like if this mean to, oh, sure. meant meant and meant anything to you at all uh, growing up. All right, great. Uh, I'm into that. All right, so let's uh like Jay asked. So what we're gonna do here is I'm gonna go through uh, the old IMDb. Let's see what the general description of this movie is. Give you a little uh, background on it, in case you never heard of this. this Silly little movie called Halloween. So anyway, so uh, Halloween, uh, 1978, but 1981 for the purposes of today. Um, directed by a fan favorite of mine, uh, John Carpenter. Again, I showed it us before. I have a whole book of John Carpenter's work uh, where he's interviewed and goes through all of his movies. It's coming in at a brisk one hour and 31 minutes. Directed by John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter, Carpenter and Deborah Hill, starring Donald Pleasance, introducing Jamie Lee Curtis uh, Tony Moran, and the general idea is 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night in 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to a small town of Haddonfield, Illinois to kill again. And I can't wait to talk about where this mental hospital actually is in relative to Haddonfield. Um, but, uh, so that's the deal. So, so you asked me about where this sits in my heart, and I would say that um, I have not seen this movie in quite some time. Every year that it's on, I kind of skip over it, to be honest, mainly because it's one of those things like, I saw it once, I know all about it, how many times do I need to watch it again? So mm -hmm. I kind of, I like, it's almost like, a, a it's a carpenter bias. I know it's awesome, I don't need to watch it. I'm going to focus on The Thing and The Fog and Big Trouble in Little China and even Ghosts of Mars and... And all of his other movies that nobody saw. Prince of Darkness, one of my personal favorites, right? So I, I didn't actually, I don't revisit this one very much because I know the lore. I know without Halloween, there isn't a Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. Even though that really minimizes what Halloween actually is as a movie when you compare it to Jason Voorhees. Sure. I, all I know is, you asked me about where it was when I was younger. All I know is that opening scene where you just see a pumpkin and it comes in slowly on you. And the opening credits, I just remember, like, as a kid, you saw that coming on the TV or my grandmother's pirated copies of it or whatever. And it is uh, <laughs> two things. A, I know it's Halloween, Halloween, so it's aw like it's an awesome time of year because it's the fall and I like Halloween. I like candy. And then next thing you know, it's going to be Christmas. So you get that feeling of awesome. And then because that pumpkin's coming in so slow and you hear that 5-4, you know you're in for a ride. You know it's going to be spooky from, like, go. They're not going to wait, which they don't. And that's all I remember. So I think it's just a matter of, like, of that classic Halloween spirit that I like. I'm not, I don't like cutesy Halloween. I don't mm -hmm. like Halloween where you dress up like a cowboy or a princess or a wizard. That's bullshit. I want to see something scary. Like, I don't, I'm not into that. I, I want scary. I don't like, oh, great. You're a princess. Wonderful. Can be like a dumb dead princess or some shit. So I like no, this. I, I was, uh, you know what I mean? Throw this ketchup all over you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But I, I like the idea of uh, you opening the door. Yep. Kids to yell trick or treat. You look around, nobody's scary. You go, this is bullshit. And you just hang <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> you know, I want to see the door, anything. kids. So right. anyway, yeah, so it just, it can't be any more pure. I mean, how stupid is it? I mean, the original title of this movie was The Babysitter Diaries or some Or Murders, like that. The Babys Babysitter Murders. Babysitter Murders, right? How That'd be terrible. Yeah. So the fact that it just, it oozes the Halloween that I want 
from mm-hmm. way back in the day sets the tone for of Halloween for the rest of my life. So nice. yes, that's that's it. So thank you for asking well, me that question. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I will. Uh, I'll go second. I think uh, like I, I I do like Steve's story. So like I think that's uh, <laughs> you know a, a funnier version of uh, now this particular airing, which was October thirtieth, nineteen eighty one, was the first time I saw it. I saw it on NBC. I was. Right. It was me and my two brothers, and here's the weird part. Before I even get to the film itself, it was aired on that night, which was the launch date for Halloween Two, and it actually hurt oh. some of the sales for Halloween Two because it was the people hadn't seen Halloween One. Not everybody, you know what I mean? Like there were people who hadn't or just liked it a lot, so they stayed home that night to watch Halloween. Uh, this was prior to the days of uh, DVRs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So you sat down and watched stuff. We've we've talked about this right. before. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that actually was... A th- first off, I think it's mind-boggling. Don't both of you that The Peacock, NBC, home of Cheers and Seinfeld and Friends mm-hmm. and all these things, bought a slasher film to put yeah. it on. I mean, I mean e- even just, though even though you put the disclaimer on it, it's still a slasher film. It doesn't matter what you say about it to warn people. Right. Right. It's still I, I something just, you wouldn't expect. No. Mm-hmm. Not to not in this day and age thinking back. No. Like, wow, they aired a slasher. No kidding. And of course the slashers weren't flying out the, you know, onto the video stores as much as later on in the 80s mm-hmm. at the time. So like this right. was more of a a novelty, but still, it was like not a typical type of film that you would see on NBC. So that's pretty amazing. And so mm-hmm. we had sat down. We were home alone for the night. Uh, my parents were out uh, somewhere for the evening, and uh, we watched it. And I got to tell you, it, it really is a a very good memory for me uh, because it was kind of like my first real horror movie. Like you know, yeah, yeah sure. I've seen. You know, I'd seen little uh, stuff on Saturday afternoon, Creature Double Feature. You know, like, it wasn't oh, just yeah, Godzilla. That's... They showed other... No, but I'm saying, like, you mm-hmm. know, it's stuff from the 60s and the 50s. It was all right, you know what I mean? But I, I, mm-hmm. I was into it, but it wasn't like this. And this is kind of what I was hoping for. And I was like, uh, I want to say eight or nine at the most. Okay? So mm-hmm. maybe now, now, nine Jay, at the I'm most. Just... I just want to say one thing. You tell me this story and that your parents were gone, and you almost fit exactly into the other parents in this film. Like, did yeah, right, none right. of the parents stay home at Halloween? Like, That's... like in the film, they are absolutely, well, there are no parents in any of these houses. They've all had some sort of party or date to go to. So when you tell yep. your story, I just start laughing going, it just reminds me of the movie itself. And also, like, where are these parents going? Like, where are they like, aren't you supposed to do stuff with... They left their little kids at home alone on Halloween. Yeah. Nah, you're not... Ours was October 30th, so yeah, it didn't quite count. Like, you know, people weren't coming to our door trick-or-treating. You know what I mean? We weren't yeah. missing out on trick-or-treating. So, in that yeah, sense... Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, and to be honest with you, I really don't know the next night. I have no, <laughs> like none of that rings a bell at all. Just the night before, you know, uh, October 30th means a lot more. My brothers are both older. My, it just, I remember it like, it was basically like, you know, my brother George, especially, uh, doing uh, commentary throughout, you know, like, just like, wow, that was cool or whatever, you know, like that made me feel more secure and safe. You know, I'm like I said, I'm only like mm-hmm. eight or nine and you get this slasher movie and that's pretty scary, <laughs> especially the music, the soundtrack, my god is mm-hmm. it brilliant thank you john yep. carpenter oh my god he wrote such amazing music and it's not just the opening theme the opening theme is perfect it's iconic yep. but there's other stuff 
the, just no, the, the, ethere- the atmospheric music in this is out of control. Because if oh, you watch this movie, I, I will get the. I know you're telling your story, but if you watch this movie and you try to think about the scenes without the music, boy, is it boring. Boy, is right. it boring. Right, like, right, right, It's right. not a good movie. Like it could be not a good movie. So it's, all right, right, yeah. right, right. Well, yeah, no, I know what you mean. The the theme makes it even better, ten times better. Mm-hmm. No, but like I just the, the ultimate. I still felt nervous and scared when I was done. I mean, the movie's done. It also. I look at I've always looked at horror since then as like comparison to the roller coaster. I know Chris, you're not a huge fan of roller coasters, but you no. you get my point. Uh, yes, it's it's a place where you can feel on the edge of like oh my god, yep. <laughs> like we're gonna yep. die, you know. But mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you come back and you you land in the place and you're safe. So mm-hmm. that's why I like that adrenaline the adrenaline rush and where it brings you and it's like ever since then it's just been a, an addiction i don't need it every week i don't you know i don't watch horror every week but it's a it, it is something I, I i treat as something special but sure. uh, steve the, let's go to you about when this uh entered your life well i guess my story is more of that big 80s story uh where it's technology we all uh, got vcrs uh at, at some point and i think we got our first one probably around the uh uh, mid mid eighties, maybe eighty four, eighty five ish. We got our our VCR player, and and uh, my parents had had gotten divorced at that time. I, I was a little bit younger when it showed on TV, so I didn't catch it on TV. And I don't think my brother had caught it. My brother's about your age, Jay, and, and uh, I don't think he caught it either. But we were going through the video store for like one of the first times. Like, wow, check this out! And we're going through this different mm. sections, and the the tapes are all lined up. What a great feeling! It, it was, yeah. You know, I'd love to go back to those days. But oh, you know, boy. so it's it's funny because uh, all these movies, I didn't know what the hell they were because I was too young when they when they came out to the to the theaters so it was like the first time I've ever seen all of this all at once and uh, and my my dad had visitation rights for the weekend and he had gotten a, a VCR so like hey let's go get a movie because it was like nothing else to do he had a small studio apartment that we used to hang out at um. so the funny part of the story is so my brother and I are walking through the video store and we we come across the uh, horror section and and all of the I mean they've got the tapes out there so you can see the covers and they're all really cool but we came across the Halloween you got the uh, the pumpkin kind of head like a scary looking pumpkin head and and he's holding a knife and we're like wow look at this now I'm young my brother's a little older I'm, like I said I'm probably six or seven my brother's probably 10 11 years old and and we're like hey let's get dad to rent this and uh, so we brought it to to my father my father we a, a bit crazy and uh and he and so he looks at us and he says uh he says uh would your mother rent this you know would, would she be approved this well like hell no and he goes right <laughs> let's get it great you know so i mean it was this custody battle not really custody but he wanted to be the cool parent and uh so mm-hmm. so he's like oh absolutely he didn't care what rating it was he let's get mm-hmm. it and like well you know we're gonna have to have something to eat too so uh so we went over and we got the uh cheese in a can you know it comes out with a little nozzle looks like the play-doh fun factory mm-hmm. and uh, and you put it on crackers <laughs> and oh yeah so that was our like our dinner after mcdonald's and it, it was always oh my god it was like whatever oh yeah it was yeah yeah it was it was like you know whatever bad you could do with your kids sure. that was yep. it uh so and then so we were able to watch the film didn't you also say that it was uh like 
microwave popcorn with uh, sour cream and onion flavoring or something. Yeah, on. we tried. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we found one like sour cream and onion microwave popcorn because it was like all he had was a microwave. It was like a little studio apartment, and uh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we got that, and we we got a couple two liters of of, of Coke, and it was like right. this is this is great, this is awesome. Now I don't think I was ready for Halloween. Um, <laughs> it was like you know no like the, right. it's one thing to see the cover, but then when the music starts playing and all that, it's like, wow. Like, you know, we're just yep. like glued to the TV going, what mm-hmm. are we watching? You know, it was, mm-hmm. uh, so, so that was my, my story. And, 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 and I, and it didn't stop there because it was like the next week was like, oh, wow, they had a Halloween too. Like, oh, well, we got to yeah. rent that, you know, like, like whatever. Yeah. was whatever was bad. He would get it for us, and and so uh, he's he has since passed on. So it's okay for me to tell all these stories. And that was the but, weekend uh, that we all rented Cannibal Corpse. All right, yeah, <laughs> no, can, Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal yeah. Holocaust. Yeah, um, uh, I love horror, but, but I have yeah, no desire to see that. You got to see the the cut without them torturing the animals. It's not that bad. Okay, because there you go. Know, that's awesome. That's, Steve. that's exactly why I don't want to see it. I'm like, they really kill yeah. animals in that. Um, but I, you yeah. know, I did yeah. I did my research uh, uh, leading up to this, and I and I did do a lot of uh, research online. Watched it on YouTube, by the way, again. And uh, but not oh in 72 different parts. It's time. No, no, it was it was actually a, the full movie. It was awesome. Oh, good. Uh, but I was I was reading the comments, and here I'm thinking I'm I'm one of these deranged kids at six years old watching this thing. But, you know, it seems like a lot of kids mm-hmm. under 10 watched this movie. It, it, it was sure. un- I couldn't believe how many young kids have actually watched this movie at, at a young age. Hmm. Honestly, I think it's a pretty good starter pack. Um, if you can watch the edit without without like the without the, the, the two, quote unquote, naked women in it, which is like nine seconds. It's not even gratuitous like Friday the 13th. Like you really shouldn't start it wasn't on Friday scrambled. the 13th. No, it's not scrambled, right? You don't have to go to put the TV on channel two and the cable box on this. Um, it was quick, no, but, but it was clear. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was it was easily pausable if you needed to pause and stare. Um, but no, it's a good starter pack because it's it's it is creepy. It's creepy for no reason. It's got it's got subtext where you don't even know it's there, and, and I will hopefully talk about it later. Why? They say without this movie, there's no Friday the 13th, but I think that does this movie a disservice, actually. I think there's a lot more going on than Friday the 13th. But Not that I, I like Friday the 13th, but it's not the same thing. And no. um, even though the character, Jason is a better character, this is a better movie. But anyway, so that's cool. So we have all have our like connection somehow that this is kind of our starter, mm-hmm. right? Is this it would be fair to say it's our, it's our horror movie starter? I'm yeah. not sure if I saw Jaws first. I think I probably Though, saw Jaws first. I would say, you know, Jaws is scary, and you could easily put it in the horror section, but mm-hmm. it also has a fun camp aspect. Uh, not not camp, like camping, but campy. Uh, a, a popcorn uh, vibe yeah. to it, like where it's oh, more sure. of a blockbuster aimed at the masses. Yep. This yep. was a low-budget you know, mm-hmm. straight up horror, you know, not yep. necessarily aimed at the masses. However, the masses picked up on it. And I want to say, I, I believe why, besides the fact that uh, word of mouth tells everybody, it's phenomenal, it's phenomenal, go see it. I think 
what I love so much, I mean, you know, you can throw Friday the 13th in as well. Um, I think every, everybody, everybody that's talking right now and listening, I imagine, knows what it's like to be home alone or home with just your siblings or something, you know, for a little while or, you know, uh, to not have the parents around. So mm -hmm. maybe we didn't babysit, you know, or maybe you did. But we, it's an app. And by the way, on top of that, an atmosphere of something we all love, Halloween, you know, growing up. Right. It's an atmosphere that we enjoy. Uh, we, we're very familiar with it. You see it. You see the goblins and ghosts and witches or whatever. And you're instantly going, whoa. You know, like that's you're right there. You're, so you've experienced that before. So it's not hard to, to identify with the setting. Same with uh, Friday the 13th real quick. I may have never been to sleepaway camp, but I kind of, I've been to a camp. I've been to camp, you know, with my parents or whatever, or, you know, you've been outside, <laughs> you know, in the yeah. woods before with your friends. You get, you understand the vibe. You get it. It's summer. Mm -hmm. It's, it's relatable. So those settings mm -hmm. are relatable, not the maniac that's running around that, that that's possibly undead. No, but the, 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 uh, the foundation is relatable. And what right. they throw at you. Well, I mean, is, is, I didn't. You know, I didn't the, the terror part. I didn't know anything about you know the insane asylum. You know what I mean? Like to me, I, at, at that age, I was probably watching it, going, "Oh, look, they're trick or treating." Well, I can relate to that. You know, I know right. about trick or treating at six or seven. Um, I know he's a kind of a bad guy, and he had problems. And obviously, you know, you, you know about spooky things as a kid. And and the you know they even in the movie they called him the boogeyman, um, so I mean that was relatable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, I would say um, what's interesting if if you want to bring it up is that Haddonfield, Illinois, the where they shot this, and I know I don't know where I forget where he actually shot. I can look it up. Pasadena, but, um, Pasadena, Pasadena, yeah, right. Pasadena, California. So, yep. So so even if you we relate to the trick or treating and the small town aspect because we're from small towns. So when you look at Haddonfield and you see the small neighborhoods, you're like, oh, I know what that's like to walk around those small neighborhoods. Or you're from the city and you've never been in a small neighborhood and it just makes it that much more out of place. Like you you actually are a little nervous because everything is so wide open, mm -hmm. right? Everything in this movie is so wide open. And and it's, it's one of the contextual things I want to talk about this movie is that one of the things that the, the whole movie is set up to make you uneasy from the start, right? This movie doesn't wait. It's right away, naked people getting stabbed, and it's a boy killing everybody. So Mike Myers kills his sister because he, not, I, a lot of people say because he catches her having sex, but I think he's just crazy. I think yes, she yeah. would have just been sitting there anyway. But he's just a sociopath. The fact is, yeah. yeah, yeah, just crazy, right? So more on that later. But, but what I like about this movie, and for what you're saying, is it gives us this a moment to be comfortable with Halloween. Mm -hmm. Right. We look at Haddonfield. It's a wide open area. And as the movie goes along, the sets get smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually you're in a closet. So, I mean, that's the idea behind the, like it's trying to make you uncomfortable from the get go, which is kind of like it, it lures you in with Halloween. It being a kid's holiday. We see, by the way, why were kids trick or treating during the day the day before? It's crazy. Well, yeah, what was like three o'clock in the afternoon. Like yeah, no, the day before, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Though. No one works. No, no, yeah, it wasn't the thirtieth. It wasn't the thirtieth. Well, what was, was it? Was it the thirty-first? 
Yeah, because he, I think it was the thirty first. But yeah, because yeah, they go was, home and then get ready for uh, to go out to babysit that night. All right, right, but, all right. Yeah, but still, it's, 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 it's a few it's, things. It's so it's stupid. Weird. It's it's early. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's it's, I mean, the sun oh. is just beaming down. I mean, uh, no, that, yeah, that, that, that made no sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, when they're passing but, out home fries and stuff and pancakes, I mean, that's a little early. So, <laughs> trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> the little, the little crazy, cereal man. boxes. The little tiny, remember the little tiny cereal boxes you used to get? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and, and think about it. Like the movie starts with Haddonfield and then the Saint, a Saint Asylum. The, the, for the is 150 miles away and it just keeps getting yes. smaller and smaller and smaller. So, so let's talk about, let's talk about Mike Myers. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Mike Myers real quick as a, as a, as a, a, as a person. And let's talk about him as like a symbol kind of right. So first of all, he kills his sister when because he's, he's crazy when he's six. Right. So he goes away for 15 years. That was 1963, 1978. He escapes from the asylum and what's the first thing he do that he does? What when he drives a car? He takes. He a drives. Car, yeah. He drives. When did we learn to drive? I thought <laughs> we were catatonic for fifteen right. years. Where did right. we learn to drive? Now, gentlemen, again, I'm telling. I've already told you I love this movie, and Jay knows me for one. My, I will pick apart a movie oh, just, I'm, just because. It's, it's I our get style. it. It's movie logic, but I got. Yeah, it makes me laugh. Like it makes me laugh. Not only has he not learned how to drive. He steals a car and drives how far? Hundred and something miles. Steve? Yeah. Well, yeah, one hundred and fifty miles. Yeah, one hundred and fifty miles. One hundred and fifty yeah. miles. Never oh, having driven also, a car and, before. And let's, and let's look at nineteen seventy. Well, in nineteen seventy-eight, probably most of your cars were probably still standard at that point too. So, so he got lucky mm-hmm. to just steal a car that was an automatic. Mm, that's true. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. He steals. On he side. steals one oh, that's a, the- a stick shift and goes. <laughs> <laughs> so right, I'll just—I'll kill them while I'm tr- while I learn to drive. Well, I'll just murder he's them while I learn to drive. As slow as he walks. No, he just yeah. drives as slow as he walks. Like, well then, then, but he still catches up with everyone. In that case, he'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Because just poop, there he is. And um, talk about being yeah. conspicuous. Like, if the car that has the symbol. Like some state symbol on the side of it, just sticking out like right, a sore right, thumb. Right. And it's... and he trolls the, the 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 high school girls in the car, like real right. slow. Like, well, what is that well, about? Like how well, how well, is that well, intimidating? Just... Go ahead. Well, while while we're on the car, I, before I forget. Someone actually owns that car now. I was reading this blog, and actually, there's a whole blog and a page on the car alone. I guess there's like IMDb uh, cars. There's a whole thing about like well-known cars that have been in films, and someone right. bought the car. So they rented the car that 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 stand that tan station wagon. They rented that for two weeks for the filming. It was a lease, and then somebody bought it. Put it in like a barn, and then someone else bought it off of there. They found it and they restored it. Now, you're gonna if you're gonna restore a movie car, would you go after something maybe a little more like, hey, I got Kit, I've you know from Knight Rider, mm-hmm. I've got the the General Lee, I've got you know mm-hmm. what, I've got the Yellow Bug and Footloose. Hey, I've got freaking Airwolf, like you know something like that. Like, <laughs> why would you? Hey, I, hey, listen, you know, guys, when I come over, have a few beers. I I have that shit brown car from Halloween, you know, the station wagon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on no, over, we can it... all get in it. It, it seats like 50, you know, it's like, you know, we can all go to the mall with it and 
No, I don't no. Know. If, if, I don't know if it's a station, was it a station wagon? Could they go get groceries with it? That's all we want to know. Can I go get? Can I go to the supermarket on Halloween? Get apples. Get some. Get needles. Get marshmallow. Get arsenic, and then come back home. I mean, that's really all we're asking. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we're asking. You know what's cool? Poison, apples, pins, and marshmallows. That's, I mean, honestly. Last last night, I I saw something for the first time, and I had not heard this, but there's a lot of trivia out there, and I'm sure very, you know, we don't have to cover all the trivia. Like, you know, a lot of people know Mm -hmm. by now. If they haven't seen it, then we'll tell you real quick. Uh, it's uh, William Shatner mask, uh, Captain Kirk, yep. uh, that was painted white and cut. Like, the eye holes were cut, and like the the hair, like like the eyebrows are gone. You know, they took some stuff and messed it up a little bit, and they turned it into like you know the most iconic symbol. Uh, so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, what I noticed for the first time last night, I'd never heard this before. When he is about to, he's terrorizing the nurse that's still in the car. Um, because mm-hmm. Dr. Loomis is, arrives with her at the insane asylum. He gets out because he notices everybody, you know, walking around in their, uh, in the middle of a, a thunderstorm at night in their uh, hospital gowns. And mm-hmm. so he climbs up onto the roof and like he messes, he, like, he grabs her face and then all of a sudden he, you know, reaches down with his hand and breaks the window where she's, you know, on the passenger side. I had never seen this before. You, you can always like slow it down or whatever. There is a like a, a wrench on the side of his like basically he's palming a wrench. Oh, all right. Oh, I like a little uh, yeah. It's in, and then he and he smashes the window. Like it's sort of dark and blends in. But if you look at mm-hmm. it, it's just it makes it easier for him to smash the window because he when he smashes the window, it's his palm that does it. And it's like well they got to make it first, a little yeah. easy. We got to make it easier for this actor to, you know, break the window with his palm. <laughs> so he's, he's got this wrench that, that's not very conspicuous. I just thought it was pretty mm-hmm. cool. I'm like, look at this. Yeah, I never noticed that well, until also, last night. He does other miracle things like stab someone through the chest, plant them in the wall, right, and then have, this is at the end of the movie, and he's suspending a guy with a knife, and there's about five inches of a knife still showing. So there's a knife goes through a, per, a regularly with person. Sticks in the wall enough to suspend a person on a wall with still a bunch of knives. You need a saber about yay big. Like, you need, like, a Jason Voorhees spear in order to get somebody in the wall. Um, How how great is the art admiration, though, after that? Oh, yes. He looks at the... Yeah, yeah. mm, Yeah. He tilts his head, yeah, like admiring art. It was Almost like a... I mean, just like like, the the direction there. Something, yeah. Yeah, or, or like but, a dog. But that's John dog Carpenter actually. You kind of. Car- Carpenter told Nick Castle, the guy who is the shape. They call him the shape, right? Mm-hmm. And he asked him, "Well, I'm crazy, so how do you want me to act?" Because he's saying I should like go, like act all like freaking nuts. And he said, "No, like you actually, as a character, I want you to do your deeds and then admire it like you didn't do it, like, like, like a dog, like it's art." Or like a dog. So he actually wants you to he look at, like stab. Wow, look what I just did. That's amazing. Because right. he's that far removed. So that's a really cool observation that he didn't want him to act all lunatic. And he just wanted to be the shape that is suddenly there. And it's suddenly not there. By the way, I heard it. There. It's not Nick Castle I heard when the, the, the uh, mask is ripped off. No, it's not. He, I, I don't no. know who it is. Yeah. What a weird moment. And I moment. forgot, no. by the way, yeah. that... We, 
I forgot they unmasked him because hmm. I didn't I haven't right, seen right him in a long time. Yeah, shot, yeah. yeah, I'm like, whoa! Yeah, right, I, yeah. I was actually taken aback by that, um, which was I thought yeah. was really neat. Um, why is you know what's really great about the movie is that he's nuts. Obviously, he's a sociopath, and Donald Pleasance, who the only best actor who is allowed to overact. Like, he is just way over the top most of the time. He's worse than <laughs> Halloween, too. But he's way... Like, that's him most of the time when he's freaking out. But he says that Michael's just evil and that mm-hmm. he's playing all of you. He's not a, he's not catatonic. He's waiting for his chance, and he's going to get out. And what I find funny is that there is no reason for Michael Myers to be crazy. Because look at Haddonfield. Why would anyone go crazy in Haddonfield? It's really nice there. Well, Property values are great. The people who are born that way, though, like they're just sick. But that's my point, is that a lot of times, like, something happened or or whatever. But the the fact of the matter is, it's like, there's no... In in Friday the 13th, all the parents did something wrong. That's why Freddy comes back, right? With Uh, with Jason, Jason. mom's... What? what? You said in Friday the 13th. And then you said oh, I'm Freddy. sorry. I, I meant Freddy. I, the, the F came out. Sorry, my bad. So in, in, in with Freddy, all the parents did something wrong. Friday the 13th, we have, I mean, granted, the teacher is doing something wrong, but that's because mo- mom is crazy in Friday mm-hmm. the 13th. Part one, yeah. Mom's the crazy one, and then they turned it into something else. And so we have this inherently thing, but we don't know why this little boy is crazy. This is one of those things that I always talk about with people. And, and well, hold on, is, is that... Every sociopath, every crazy, deranged lunatic that rapes and pillages and is just nuts. At one point, they were five and they had a birthday party with balloons and candles and cake. And then something went wrong. Right. That's what makes but, it kind of we're not blaming them, but something went wrong. But this kid, it's it's like Pleasance is like, no, he's just evil. He's he's he is a force to be reckoned with. He is fate. Um, he comes in like nature, like he's almost demonic, but he's not, even though he's kind of is, but he's kind of not. Um, I just, it's so great that they leave it up in the air. Sorry, Jay, I keep, no, keep sorry. Let, let, let Steve, he was about to talk. Oh, Steve, go. Well, you know, so it's, it's, it's funny you say that because I went back and I watched this film and I said, you know, I, I like the way Rob Zombie had had a Halloween. He redid Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I went back and, and I watched the interview with John Carpenter and they asked him about what did he think of Rob Zombie's version. And uh, he doesn't sound like he's a big fan of Rob Zombie, uh, but he mm-hmm. also said he didn't like. Now, I love the fact Zombie came out, what, I think it was 07-ish or something like that. He yep. came out with the uh, Halloween remake. And and I mm-hmm. loved the fact he spends about 40 minutes into the film showing how he gets there. Now, he made it up because mm-hmm. in 1981 or in 78, they never told us anything really about his uh, the child's history except that we see him kill his sister. Um, and I mm-hmm. thought Zombie did a great job. Carpenter said he didn't like that. He said, I don't care how he got there. He's there. This is him. We don't care. Yep. I think that you know maybe that's that whole stand up to the test of time thing where nowadays we need to know why it happened. We we are more mm-hmm. into history as human beings. Going, how did this happen? We have to correct this. And and I think mm-hmm. so. We we need to know this. We need to that lead up. And I think Zombie mm-hmm. covered that pretty well. No, I, I like your point, no, okay. Jay. Go. No. Okay. I, stay with I like that. your point because. Oh, that's cool. Because uh, when we see Jamie Lee Curtis in high school, and, and by the way, the the shape, 
Michael Myers keeps popping up around schools. <laughs> like, what? Where are the police? Like, the he's trolling schools. And the no 70s. one notices there's a man in a jumpsuit with a mask looking through school windows. So, but we see she's in English class and they're talking about some story. I don't know what. And the point of the story is the idea of fate, that you cannot avoid fate. Like, if you listen to the lecture in the high school thing, and she's looking out the window, she sees Michael Myers, and then Jamie Lee Curtis has to give her definition of fate as it goes with the story that they're studying in English class. And to me, Michael Myers, and I can see why John Carpenter doesn't like the zombie version, is Michael Myers is fate. He is a force of nature. He doesn't need a reason. He's there, and he, he comes in like the weather. He comes in like a storm. Jason Voorhees does the same thing. He's always associated with bad weather. So we don't need to know... Um, he, we don't need to know where he comes from. He, he's a force of nature. Now, to your point, Steve, I would say, yeah, in modern days, we, we do want that backstory. But to me, maybe I'm going to tip my hand, in the 70s, we didn't need it. And now we do. And that's why it's refreshing to see it again. Because if it's done well, we don't need to know. If it's done well. If it's not done well, it's garbage. You're like, where'd this come from? But... It's all aesthetics. Like the Carpenter's Halloween is all aesthetics and feeling and like atmosphere. It's all atmosphere. So it doesn't matter. So I agree where you're, where you're coming from. And maybe that's why we like it still because we don't need it. Like we keep getting it now. Maybe, maybe let's have a movie where we don't get it. Right. Jake, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, um, <clears throat> but I guess, you know, aren't there some cases of sociopaths where they're, they're, the, the kids have zero remorse or, or anything mm -hmm. like just because there's a disconnect, mm -hmm. not because something yep. traumatic happened, but because there's just something there that, um, you know, whatever the path would take to emotion, um, sure. it, the, oh, yeah. that does not take that path in the, in the brain. So, so like, yeah, does something terrible have to happen for this person to, uh, have like just this ability to, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to kill her because he's just crazy. Yeah. Um, I would say that's the interesting part. Like, let's talk about, so horror movies up to this point, and I don't know enough of the history year to year horror movies, but I would say a lot of horror movies are monster movies. You know, you're coming out of the universal monsters or the monsters inherently evil, like Dracula or something like that. We This is our, I know there are other slasher. Norman Bates. The first slasher. Norman Bates, yeah, okay, so so something's got to be wrong. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I see where you're coming from with that. I think it's it's the first time we see a human, like you said, a human sociopath that has no emotional connection to anything but still wanna still wants to kill, right? Um, which is kind of interesting. And we, and, But he also takes on almost a – my point from before, I didn't quite get to it, I don't think – is that while he's human, he's a force of nature, so he's kind of supernatural. Even though he's not, he can still take a, a needle to the neck, a couple of stab wounds to the chest. He took six bullets, so he is a force of nature. He's He is a kind of reckoning that has been coming up, come upon Haddonfield, mm -hmm. which gives you the argument about, you know, Jason in the Friday the 13th movies is a punisher, right? He's going to punish the kids that fornicate. He's going to punish the kids that have sex because they deserve it mm -hmm. because they're bad kids. Um, that's Jason's modus operandi, right? Or they don't say it, but that's kind of what happens. It also um, happens in here because, yes, he goes after the innocent one and doesn't yep. succeed. Right. That's true. 
So like um, he he kills yeah. the two that fornicate, or are yeah. or, or go. Well, you know, I, I I I I think that he's you know he he's like a a bad dog, that you know most dogs can understand when you say stop or you know cut it out. He's that dog that you just couldn't train, and and, and mm-hmm. so there was times where I think it, and and if you watch the other Halloween films. There were a couple times where where she would say Michael or something, and he would snap out of it for like two seconds, and yep. looked like, oh, what what am I doing? But then he would go right back into what he was going to do. And I think Zombie actually in his Halloween film, not to bring it back there all the time, but um, he has there's a character that made friends kind of. He was really nice to Michael Myers, and Michael Myers just kills him like nothing. And and it, this guy was nothing but nice to him. So I think he right. was trying to show that Michael Myers doesn't care. You can't make friends mm-hmm. with a guy like this guy. Right. I, I, I think of that you guys have brought up a couple of times with his director and writer, Mick Garris. And he has a podcast, too. He's a horror podcast. But he made um, he directed the TV movie for The Stand. And he directed, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, well, a bunch of, well, he, he wrote um, Hocus Pocus. So he's in the industry and, and he's in horror and he said uh, he would do research and he would go to prisons to people that like on death row or whatever or maximum security just to see like the inner psyche of of a murderer and a, like a terrible person. And they would say, you know, people would ask him, like, how can they sleep at night? And his answer to that is always they sleep very well hmm. because they have no sensation of what they did was wrong. Right. They sleep just fine. Which is really so. To your point, with Michael Myers' friend, like he, he has no. And to Jay's point earlier too, like he has no connection to like why this is wrong. So, hmm. so I got to ask you guys, and and then I want to get in some of the, the the nuttier parts of this movie. But do you think? And this is I, I've seen this a couple of times. Do you think Michael Myers is punishing these the women of this film for and the men of this film, not just the women? But the, the men and women of this film, well, the focus think, is the women. Right? I think that is he punishing I, them? Is he targeting them? No, I think that comes out. I think that is just some, a, a byproduct of what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, because he focused on Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Laurie Strode, and the little boy, um, because basically they were the first to walk up to his house. He was in his house at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, when, when yep. he made it to Haddonfield and I think he just says oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, I'm focusing on these two so he obsessed over them right um I I know the deleted scene uh, one of the deleted scenes or the made for movie uh tv scenes uh had a, a thing where the uh, nurse opens a door and he carved the word sister but that doesn't mean it's necessarily Laurie that the, yeah I know that got woven into the storyline at one yeah. point like in the later films mm-hmm. uh, it might have even been the second movie um all I'm saying is that, like, you know, he could have meant, you know, I'm going back to where my sister was, you know, type of thing. So we don't know. Uh, so I, I would say they're just there. And yeah, because he, he would have absolutely killed uh, the two kids and uh, Laurie Strode if he could have. So it, they, they didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Sex wise. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, see, sure. Now, I, I see. And we were just talking and I now listening to your podcast. Uh, because you know I, I, I'm a big fan of the podcast as well, and and I listened to when and I never would have you know what when I watched movies I didn't think this way, but I have to thank Chris, he he kind of brought something to light for me. So um, when he says sloppy writing or poor writing, so for me mm-hmm. 
at my, when when I saw the the Halloween, and then I went back and saw it as an adult, and then I went back and saw a zombies version. I thought John Carpenter had kind of poor, sloppy writing, because he didn't sure. tell me why the hell did, why it all came to this. You know what I mean? Like to me, mm -hmm. it was like it was like thrown together, and here we go, let's start killing. And it's more killing towards the end, you know. But um, and and even even with this, we're talking about the 1981 NBC version, which those uh, what 12 minutes uh, extra scenes were added in, in 1981. And and I think some of those scenes, like the one where 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 Doctor Loomis is in there talking to the psychiatrist, begging them to put him in a maximum uh, state uh, prison and not the minimum. They, that was not in the original 78. Like So I think that they were trying to paint a picture. In fact, when he says, you fooled him, Michael, I don't think that's not in 78. That's in the 81 no. version, correct? It's the right TV. in the 81, yeah. Yep. And I thought that was a huge, huge scene where he says, I know you're evil, and I know what you're all about. And they didn't, they didn't put that in the 78. So again, they didn't really show a lot of the beginnings of... Uh, in the original movie, I thought they were trying to maybe play catch up a little bit in in eighty mm -hmm. one in NBC. I think they went back and went maybe we can add a few things to show a little more about how we got here. I don't know. That's just, mm -hmm. just that was just my thought. Uh, I I'll, I will I will say to that I agree with you. It is a little sloppy. Again, I, I'm going to counter this book again, the John Carpenter on Carpenter book, um, and they talk about because I read it right before we came in, and they talk about the added minutes where they kind of tie in. First of all, the scenes are in this in the mental hospital. He goes to see Michael Myers in his room. And there's one with Lori talking about wearing a sweater, which is nonsense. But he actually says in his book, and I'm paraphrasing that they strung in some stuff together so he could make it two hours on a TV screen because yeah. it wouldn't have fit with the commercials. So that's why they added the, the time, but he calls those sheen, those scenes bullshit. Now that's funny because you think, and I agree that those scenes actually give some context to the background of Michael Myers, but John Carpenter says, I don't want those scenes. That's nonsense. So to him, is it sloppy writing? I think it's lazy, right? A little bit. I'm not bagging on Halloween. Could he have done more character development? Sure. But I think from the get-go, Carpenter, and this is why this is why I think it's a nutty hit back in the day. It's all he's just going for scares. He's just trying to make people uncomfortable from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, and the logic in between doesn't matter to him. He, he just wants you on the edge of your seat. He wants you invested because he set up the atmosphere and you're going to buy it whether or not it makes sense or not. Just like the scuba tank exploding at the end of Jaws. It's not going to do that, but whatever. And there's so many, like how many things in this movie, let's talk about the things that don't make sense. Just to, again, from sloppy writing, Right, or maybe I don't care about that part. I just want to get the atmosphere. How many cheap jump scares are in this movie? They're not just a lot. cheap. Like not a it's, lot. Oh, I don't know. There was, uh, the, or maybe not a lot, but the jump scares that are in it are ridiculous. And I'll like, explain are, why. Are you referring to like you the Lori, like the dad like bumping into the cop, like stuff like that? Yeah, the dad bumping, and then you have the that the the sting that. Bang! Right, but there's other times where it like works. Lori's walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> she, I know it worked. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I'm saying he's just going for the scares. Right. Sure. We don't need all that other stuff. So there's right. one she's, point where Lori's walking down. The, right, she saw him, and then I'll, yeah, yeah, with the bushes. And then so you're talking turns, about the scene with the bushes, yeah, and, and 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 then she turns yeah. around and backs up, and then suddenly there's a guy there. Like, where, you didn't see him down the sidewalk. Donald Pleasance at one point is staked out 
incorrectly the old Myers home thinking he'd come back. So he's sitting in the bushes all night trolling people that are coming by. Remember when he scares the kid and he gets glee out of scaring the kid? Like it's just some weirdo like, oh, it's an old man in the bushes scaring me. <laughs> anyway, but he's, 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 he's staking out the Meyer home. And then suddenly he looks across the street and the brown car is there. He didn't notice a brown car roll up and a man in a blue jumpsuit and a white mask get out of it and walk slowly. And you, what? how do you stake that out? Because when you see the brown car, you get scared because you're in it at that point. Like you're scared at that point. You're waiting for something well, to happen. Carpenter has set you up, so he doesn't give a shit about the other stuff. Does that make it a good movie? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it makes it a piss poor movie. I don't know. But the I, fact I, that yeah. it resonated with a bunch of people. I'll shut up. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I agree with you that in, in 1978 or 81, a guy walks yeah. out of his car with a mask on. That's creepy. <laughs> Last year, guy walks out with a mask on. That's encouraged, you know. Like, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's that so, is yeah. so goddamn funny. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> you know. Uh, but but yeah, yo, you're right. I was thinking about that, laughing, going, "Wow, he's got a mask on. He's driving like." Oh shit! I saw that like so many times in the last two years. That that's not mm -hmm. weird anymore. <laughs> he was a pioneer. And, and by the way, I cannot, I, I cannot, I cannot watch Rescue Nine One One without being scared shitless anymore. Because mm -hmm. you know Shatner walks in to tell you what's going to happen on the show, and it's like there he is. It's Michael Myers. Holy crap! <laughs> He's on Rescue Nine One One dispatching fire trucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need a fire truck down the street. If I could. All right. Um, so, 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 um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like it doesn't, it's not a sophisticated movie in terms of plot. Like I, I still don't know why, again, Jay just said a moment ago, why are we targeting Lori? Well, but when the movie comes out, there's no connection that he's or she's his sister. Sorry. I can never get that right. She's his sister. But the fact that they were there in the wrong place at the wrong time and I'm going to get them yeah, is I think enough. you honed in on them. It's enough. Yeah, like yep. you, you walked up oh, to my door. Just... Uh, you look good enough. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll take yeah. that challenge. I'll, I'll, I'll kill the two of you because he doesn't just follow her. He follows him uh, at one yep. point. Uh, you know, he's, he's yep. and the kid, by the way, oblivious. He's got this car just creeping along right next to him. And he's like, dude, dude, just not even looking left. It's like, but he's only what? Did you guys? I, I, yeah, I know. I, I, I think, well, two, two, two things. Well, first off, Chris mentioned something and I, I wasn't thinking about that till again I'm glad you said that it's 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 funny he, he, you're right he brings it from from this from this outskirt kind of area like out wide and he focuses mm -hmm. in and now you think of I'm thinking about the last scene with the closet and is mm -hmm. that not like where everyone goes to hide right I mean like mm -hmm. when you think about where am I gonna hide it doesn't people go right to the closet so it's like that's pretty cool I never thought of that and he, and he does the same thing in other Halloween films Carpenter seems to do that, bring you out wide, and then focus you in, and 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 now we're going to be in this area where it's very small. There's no running away. Yep. I finally got you, mm -hmm. kind of thing, and uh, pretty interesting. I didn't I didn't really think of it that way. Yeah. If you look at the opening shots too, when they when they're walking down, the, first of all, Haddonfield seems to be empty all the time. Have you noticed there's no one around mm -hmm. ever? Um, like there's no one ever on the street. There's no one ever driving cars. But a lot of those shots are. They're pan, and I'm not saying I read this in the book, and it's panaglide shots. Shots. So they're they're walking with them down the street a distance away to give you an idea of the scope of the town and like 
Laurie walks down the street and a little boy like runs this way out from the distance. So it's way out and then it brings you way in. So it's supposed to make you feel claustrophobic as it's getting, he's getting tighter and tighter, you know, Mission oh, accomplished. He's, he's 150 miles. Yeah. He's 150 miles away. Oh wait. Now he's at a truck stop. Oh wait. Now I saw him in town. Oh wait. Now we saw him at the house. Oh wait. Now he's at my house. Oh wait. He's in my house. Oh wait. He's in the closet. Stab. Hmm. And that's by the way, movie. though, <laughs> but, she yeah. uh, like as smart as she's resourceful and smart and then dumb. Like, uh, for instance, uh, she's smart enough to hold a need- knitting needle and stab him. Uh, mm-hmm. And she also pokes him in the eye with a with a uh, hanger from the closet. Each time yep. she gets the knife, she goes, ah, he's dead. I'll drop the knife. She's like, stop dropping the knife. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Take the knife. Hold on to Jam it. Jam it in his throat. Stop giving back yep. his weapon. Yeah, he hasn't died yet. Yeah, but that's, I know. But that's one of those things. Like we wouldn't have the film if it weren't for that. That's the stuff I know. And and what I'm saying is like, so many people have stolen from this movie for that very thing. Why is she falling down and not running? Why why they assume he's dead? Uh, Why like? But Halloween did it first, and they did it pretty well. You know what else? No one had seen somebody get stabbed and get back up or. Oh, that shot when the mask comes out of the darkness. Thank you. Holy Jesus. That was exactly what I was going to say. That was filmed so perfectly. It's just enough light to show him right behind her. Mm -hmm. Just it it appeared. It was so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Uh, again, it's super. He's supernatural. He's he's sort of supernatural. Right. Um, You know, it's funny because. Oh, it, you know, you, you were talking earlier about the music. And so I, I actually have a, have a fun, another funny story is that growing up, I used to watch Halloween every year on this uh, Channel 27 out of Worcester. And they oh, decided yeah. to go Spanish. So, um, so, but they didn't drop the tradition of playing Halloween, except... They did it in Spanish. So mm-hmm. I used to watch it in Spanish. And even in <laughs> Spanish, I didn't know what the hell they were saying. They're like, Donde esta de Michael Myers? You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> and then, but the music would come on and I'd be scared shitless. And I didn't even know what they were saying. I'd be like, yep. Vamanos! you know know, so yeah it doesn't matter what language it's in halloween is Mm -hmm. scary no matter what the language uh it it is just we you know it's yeah the music and and everything it doesn't matter what they're saying yeah that's great how how many i i I got a question for jay and steve how many times have you gone into a cemetery stolen an entire headstone and moved it somewhere else and no one saw you. I, I really like struggling. Well, that's why he has how. the station wagon. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He that's why he had a station. station wagon. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, he's going to he's going to the groundskeeper. You guys got a dolly or something? I can put this headstone in. Like, how do you not notice? How creepy? How do you not notice that? How creepy is just that 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 scene where Laurie discovers that uh, she's in deep shit by seeing? Oh yeah. The her friend. It was lying Judith on Myers' headstone. Yeah dead yep. with a Sorry. with a real headstone like right above it that's just that like, mm-hmm. with just candles in the room that's creepy really really he's a, you know well. he's good at art deco he, he's good at interior decorating he's going for a theme he's going for a style so we're going to put judith right in the bed here once again he's an artist like he's an artist he's got you know he takes pride and, in his work and really that's all and, we and want these days is, absolutely <laughs> <Multitasker>. yeah <laughs> 
He's in multi-tasking. While I'm killing the town, I'm going to go get a tombstone. Uh, But before I do any of that, I have to stop at the hardware store because they Mm -hmm. have a killer starter kit that they just slashed the prices down on. So I'm going to get my killer starter kit at the Ace Hardware, wherever Haddonfield Hardware, and, uh, (laughs) and, and, (laughs) you know, and I'm going to pull up in this shit brown, huge uh, station wagon uh, with the psych Mm -hmm. ward label right on the side. Yeah, by the way, I I think there's a a, a, a problem with the timeline on that uh, because Mm -hmm. they, you know, Lori and Annie are driving up, uh, you know, basically heading towards babysitting. The alarm is blaring in this store as if it just gotten uh, broken into Mm -hmm. and he got uh, supposedly masks, a knife and all that. Um, Yet he's been driving around all day with this mask on. Like so, when was yeah. the uh, yeah? You know what I mean. Like that. All right. That was kind of bad timing on the writing. I think with the with the whole. Uh, I, I got I got a couple of things. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, got, I got a couple of things on the hardware store. If he if he uh, if he knocks over the hardware store for a mask that he already had on, maybe he's a time traveler. But they also say that he <laughs> stole a bunch of knives. I don't know that you get a lot of kitchen knives at the hardware store. Mm. I'm just saying. And then secondly, yeah. if he did steal a bunch of knives, why is he strangling everyone until the end? He strangles everybody, including a dog, which good for this movie for willing to push the envelope of killing a dog on screen. Not that I want to see dogs die, but I mean, he strangles everybody. He uses a knife once and then may, tries to a second time. I, You know what? Right? So uh, I, well, why did he steal all the knives? Where are the knives? I just want to know where the knives are. Well, 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 kept, well one of them is look, like, if he kept... But if he kept the receipt, he can go get his money back. He didn't use them. That is true. He's yes, not, that is true. He's not yes. very bright. He just got my money back. I never yeah. killed these people. Well, you can't keep a receipt if you stole everything. Sorry, Steve. Jay. <laughs> wow. He could. Oh, he that could is return. True. Now, he brings, now, wait a minute. He, no, he, he, he could he, return them and say, I lost my receipt. I'd like some store credit, please. That's store credit. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Gets, gets, gets yes. money anyway. Uh, so he stole. He not only stole knives, <laughs> but some cash. Um, yeah. No, it's just that it, bastard. And as long, <laughs> and as long as he's wearing his mask in the store, he's all set. He meets the he meets the uh, COVID requirements. He's all set. By the way, I, I have to also say, you know, I know six the, feet apart. That's the length of one dead body in between you and me. All right. I know the seventies and eighties were very bad about uh, casting teens. Um, Annie, my God, mm-hmm. she looks like she's about thirty-five years old. And her voice. I matches. have that as a note. Yeah. I have the yeah, yep. PJ Souls. Yeah, I have that. A lot. But, but I would say Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis looks a little old too, though, wouldn't well, you say? It's also her voice. Jamie Lee Curtis. Her Maybe her she voice. has that older look to her. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, not you're just right. Her, her look, voice is like her voice a deeper... is very deep. Like you know, so that that really makes her even mm. more mature. But it's just funny that like. And but by the way, why would you hang out with this Annie Annie girl that like like just seems to have nothing but negative shit to say about you? Be it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Great shit. Some though. friend. Um, but so, they're also they also made her to look matronly because she's obviously not socially aware yet. Like her friends are like, oh, I'm gonna go hang with my boyfriend and we're gonna right fornicate and so on and so forth. And then she and wants we're gonna to take beer back. And she's like, well, I got. The invite to uh, be with Ben Tramer tomorrow, right? Like take right. that back. and and like, but I got to get my books. But they also they put her in a skirt. They put her in a, a very like with, with leggings, like a longer skirt with leggings, and they put her in a sweater. And man, when she carves the pumpkins with those kids, she's wearing that grandma apron. 
Ever notice that? Like my grandmother, ninety, had that apron. Mm. Like I don't know what the deal is. So they're trying to make her matronly and sanctimonious, sure, because that's the only person that's going to be able to defeat evil, right? Because she's so innocent, you know. And um, maybe I'm reading too much into that. Well. And I, but but yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah, they, I have that as a note. They look like they're about thirty. Mm. <clears throat> well, so so you know, a couple of things is that I was I was again doing some research on the film, and and they were talking about how. It was it was kind of known in a lot of these horror films, especially in the eighties, that if you got laid, you were getting killed. That's just how it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, the people yep. that had the sex, they got killed mm-hmm. right after. It was it was like yep. that in a lot of films, and and then the whole thing with the uh, the candy and the sex. So all of these all of these teenagers, the parents aren't home. They're all babysitting and. While they're babysitting, they're all getting laid, and I, I thought, yep. I'm like, geez, all right, that's there's a, there's a theme right there, and it was funny. I, I I thought of this time a few years ago. I had to go to UMass, and uh, and and I'm older, and uh, they had like this health day, and this girl, and she was good looking, probably 21 or something. She comes up, she goes, uh, uh, candy in a condom, and I'm like, what? Like 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 you know, I'm like I was just taken back. Like, is that what this school is all about? Is that what happens here? Like, you know, I wanted to say, well, if you saw my thing, you would snicker. So you know, uh, but, but yeah, <laughs> I just, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was just like, I'm like, wow. So sex and candy is 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 a theme, I guess. No matter where you wow. are, at whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. It's uh, yeah, it came full circle to me. So yeah, no, it's <laughs> as I'm watching this movie again, I'm thinking of that story, thinking, wow, that's pretty funny. Hmm. <laughs> oh, what do you think? Uh, Final judgment, guys? Shape? I would say so. I think it's time. I think we've covered the bases on this. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's something. It's, you know, it's one of those things you can you could go on forever. Oh, I mean, God, it's yeah. it's a uh, but mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good film. Yeah, you know, uh, one right. thing I was gonna say is that, uh, and this could be like, obviously, there's more Halloween films that you could do. I would say this. I think they kill a lot more random people as you go on in the Halloween series. I think there's a lot more murders, sure. and it's like random, like mm-hmm. he's killing all all kinds of people. This one was more kind of focused on who he killed, and I right. think like mm-hmm. in two and and in and others, he's just killing everywhere. Well, yeah, he's no, killing no, anyone, was... everywhere, at all ages. Well, that's yep. why this um this stands out, I think, better in many ways, um, as far as what people perceive it as, because um, it's more thoughtful. Uh, it's the, where the mm-hmm. other it's like mindless droning killing, uh, you know, because people in the 80s when the slasher name actually became a, a, a the term became popular, they were caring more about body count. Right. You know, so um, I yep. think that's, you know, it just once it started to lean in that direction. Um, but, you know, I think that's pretty much why like but this one's just more in that sense cerebral like they're focused on the just the the couple mm-hmm. of people and scaring the shit out of you um yep so what you want me to give it a start and then we'll go sure. from there all right all right so yeah all right so uh now is the time that we're gonna come to final judgment like our opinion matters right um no i'm kidding no <laughs> we talked about that last week like it doesn't matter um so anyway, we're gonna start and uh i think we'll go j steve me if that's okay so all right jason Take the helm. What do you think? Does this movie 
1978 slash 1981 does it hold up in 2021 i would say absolutely because of it's it's the, you know what they said this it started it all it, it set the tone and i think the, the music alone could get almost anybody to be creeped out like even if they uh wouldn't be necessarily into the older film uh style uh so they hear that they see you know and it's acted very well i think mm -hmm. there's so much of that um, you know, this film that, that does hold up because of those things. So I'm going to say absolutely does for that. Um, on a personal note, um, I am of the mindset that I do love, no matter, they, they could keep coming out with them forever. And I'd be like, bring it on. I love it. Like, I don't mm -hmm. care if the guy's blown up in the last film. Find a way to either ignore that and or piece them together. I don't mm -hmm. care. Bring them back. Because... Yep. It just is, it, it brings me back. It may not be as good. It never will be. And I know that, mm -hmm. but I'm okay with that. So I say bring it every time. Some people are like, wow, oh my God, this guy's been around for 20, 30 years. Who cares? We like it. That's why the, the, mm -hmm. it's the same reason people keep flocking every time there's a... Uh, a Fast and Furious movie. You know, they're, they're, they're coming upon Fast and Furious, what, nine? Right, nine. Yeah, and yep. uh, people are—it's going to make a ton because it's—it fits into a category that brings people in back, like whatever that may be. It's like you know, I always joke about that movie on on the side. It's a, it's a side note, but like it's uh, an example of why we, it's okay that these are ridiculous. We, I know that they're ridiculous, um, but like so. That being said, you know, with with the. Um, uh, the Fast and Furious movie, I'll say, if they in the movie could find a way to launch a car from New England to actual England and land it safely, <laughs> we'd all go, yeah, do it again. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like because it's well, are, okay. Like it, it, it. Fits aren't we kind of waiting this... for like Fast and the Furious in space? Right. Like, aren't you waiting for them sure. to like have spaceships? Right. You know. So like, you know, have, I say, bring, have it be family somehow. It can never do wrong, in my opinion. Even if the movie sucks, all right, fine. That one wasn't that good. Give me another one. <laughs> like, you know, make mm -hmm. up for it yep. next one. You know, that's the, if that makes any sense. So, uh, sure. you know, I'm not going to elaborate too much more, other than absolutely does. Steve, Mr. Lavoy. Yeah, you know. I, I would I would say this. I would say that um, obviously we're, we're dealing with a guy who's always in his uh, his mask on. He's always looking weird. I mean, I think anyone would pick him out of a crowd to be like, "Who the hell is that?" And um, but but I, and I and he was always walking so slow. Yet he's there before anyone else. And so that stuff is is totally ridiculous. However, do people murder people? Are there psychopaths? Can this happen? There's an element that it can happen. I think any horror film, there is that element that this could happen, and 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 I. So I think there's that 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 realism. So so I think that horror films tend to stand the test of time. I think they do, and I think that the fact that Rob Zombie redid the film in '07, I think that's another uh, fact that yeah, he he, it still it still stands the test of time, and they could redo it again. In fact, I think what the latest one was only a few years ago. I think they had one right in '18. Yep. Yeah, um, yep. I believe yep. so. And so yeah, so we, we keep seeing them. 
Yeah, and so I think that uh, it speaks for itself, you know. And then one thing I will say is there's there's a little comedy to it. So like, in in uh, there are some funny parts, you know. It's not just all, uh, oh my god, it's suspenseful. Like the the the, the part where uh, Bob, the boyfriend there, he he uh, he's he's about to get laid. She's waiting for him in bed. Michael kills him, puts the sheet over his head like a ghost, but puts Bob's glasses on and stands mm-hmm. in the doorway. And she's like, Bob, are you coming to bed? Here I am, you know, and and uh, and he's just like looking at her with Bob's glasses on. That was kind of funny. I mean, mm. you had to start chuckling because it's like, oh my god, it's like he's almost playing with her. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I think it's just one of those films that it, it will stand the test of time. Absolutely, I I, I agree with you, Jay, Chris. Uh, so here's where I I would say yeah, it stands the test of time. Uh, mainly for a point that I said before, I think that it's a good horror movie starter pack. I think it's it's just enough. It's very like we said a couple of times. It's all atmospheric. It's all gets it things that make you feel viscerally scared and claustrophobic. I think Carpenter nails that. I think the uh, because of that you don't care about the logic loopholes. You don't care about the maybe some missing plot points. You just you're you're in it to win it. Um, I think it's there isn't a lot of body count because we don't care about the body count. We care about being scared. Mm-hmm. Like body counts are exciting. But that's the problem with like Freddy. Freddy went from like low body count to high body count and jokes. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, Freddy was like, eh, whatever. And then Jason became low body count to like more body count to how creative can we kill people? Right. And while that's thrilling and all, if you're into that, this movie, it, it takes its time. And so you can watch it as a young person. And while, yeah, it's disturbing and maybe, you know, I'm not advocating. <laughs> As a you know, as a good dad, I think five year olds should watch Halloween. But what I am saying is, it's a good starter pack to get into movies, and it's still scary. And I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna say with this thing, I, I, unabashed Carpenter fan, um, he can almost do no wrong in my case. But I went into this movie not having seen it in a while, going, oh man, I kind of don't like movies from the '70s. They kind of look old. They kind of feel old, and I don't know that I like them that much. Um, like, you know, some movies that just, even if it was made in 81, they're like, God, this movie looks ancient. Yeah. I got to tell you, I watched it and I didn't think it was, except for the wardrobe and the cars, it didn't really feel that old to me. Mm-hmm. It, uh, now that I saw it again, I was expecting to not like it. I was expecting to have to try to like it because I don't want to give up on John Carpenter. Right. But I'll call a spade a spade. I don't care. Like if I don't, it's, it's crap, it's crap. But boy, I was pleasantly, it didn't feel as old as I thought it was going to feel. So that to me is an indicator that it stands up, you know, and maybe it's a nice break from high body count, super gore, like torture porn, like all that stuff. Mm. It's, it's just a, you know what guys, it's just a nice movie. It's just a nice movie about men, about this nice man who's a little confused (laughs) and he just goes in and kills people. It's fine. It's fine. Have a, have a, have a coffee. It's fine. That was my Linda well, you know, it's funny from Saturday Night Live. Who was played by <laughs> Michael it's Myers. It's funny you say right? that. Mike Myers. Oh! The deep dive. Wow. <laughs> nice job, Jay. Pulling that one out. Oh, wow. From downtown. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And the wig stays on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, you know, I will say... You know, funny, funny you say that, though, about a starter pack. Like, other than the killing, we'll take that out. Not a lot of swearing. 
You had a couple nope. of uh, of breast scenes, but other than that, um, it wasn't. I mean, I don't even think they they dropped the f bomb at all. There's that one scene where they're smoking pot, a little bit of beer drinking, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's a pretty clean movie. I mean, all anytime anytime a woman undresses in a Halloween movie or a horror movie, it's exploitative just by definition. But it wasn't like egregiously exploitative, like like seductive and like touching themselves and all. It was just like, they're there and it's over. You know what I mean? But, you like know it's what? a sex scene. They're, Speak- they're, they're the boobs and they're gone. Speaking of and over. It's fine. Speaking of over, yep. I think uh, that guy at the beginning, uh, he was he was over in about, what, 30 seconds? Yeah, about that. Wow. Yep. He goes upstairs. Yep. No, that was the one. Oh, yeah, he was quick. Call. Yeah, the he lights was quick. go out. Yeah. Uh, Michael goes yep. and grabs <laughs> the knife. Goes to the stairs and the guy's already pulling, you know, yeah. zipping up and seeing a little, like, bye. <laughs> it's so bad. We, but we had the, the same thing happen with the boy who said he couldn't, the, 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 the phone ringing was distracting him. So they're in the, they're in the middle of, of sex. The phone says, can you just answer the phone? Well, I can't do it now if the phone's ringing. So he takes the phone off the hook. He get, proceeds to mount her and like, you can count to 10 and then the, she's, she's done which is a miracle. She's done. He's done. And then be like, oh, I'm going to go get a sandwich. Like, unbe- t- literally, like on camera, yeah. 10 seconds later. Well, it's, you know what like, that wow. is? And I'm that's, like, wow, you doubled my score. Well, that's like but teenage, uh, you, like the, the, the teenage trope of, yeah, it was phenomenal, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Well, is that good? I'm not you know, sure. fun, fun, funny you guys say that. And, sta- you know, standing the test of time is one thing I, I also. Uh, uh, it got to me watching the movie was the old fashioned phones with the ring, you know, that, that the actual mm-hmm. bell ringing mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. make remake that movie today and someone's cell phone goes off and it's JLo ringtone. I, I don't think it's as mm-hmm. scary. There's something about that old fashioned yep. ringing phone that You're really right. makes it a lot scarier. Cause every time someone called, yep. I'm like, Holy shit, who is it? You know, like, right, right. yeah, yep. it, it was, it was just different. I think that that's like where that technology back in the day was, yep. was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And it, itself because us old farts remember and even you remember before i didn't get an answering machine for quite some time because who's calling us but when that phone rang you didn't know who was on the other end of that phone Mm -hmm. and when there was nobody on the end of that phone and when there was nobody you're in trouble because someone's just calling and not saying anything that's terrifying right like that's terrifying well so i think yeah that's good stuff man uh, covered as much as we could within a respectable time frame well I, i'll wrap it up I, I think i think jay i think jay i think jay's just cutting us short here <laughs> i think so yeah all right, <laughs> right? So. All right. Uh, so um listen mm-hmm. steve i want to thank you so much for joining us that was awesome oh it was it was a lot of fun that is pretty cool so thank you very much for having me on again and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully at some point i can come back on so thank you i absolutely I appreciate it um, Thanks, Steve. And um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, uh, filmcrickets8099 at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook and Twitter. And um, yep. yeah, that's about it, I Make think. Sure. And spread the word, folks. Uh, the more you spread the word, the more we can get bigger guests and and get a bigger following. And who knows rate, what happens after that. So Rate and review on Apple, please. And review. Yeah. Yep. Please rate and review on Apple. Spread the good word and watch a good movie. You know, watch a movie. Give us a suggestion, maybe. All right. Um, of something. So, uh, but thanks, guys. Steve J. Thank you very much. This is Chris. This has been the Film Crickets. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Film Crickets. Chirp about movies.